Welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry, day four debrief, the final day of the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, it's an extended show this evening. We've got also a preview for tomorrow's racing center and tempted live on ITV4. Uh, I'm Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk and as always, my partner in crime is John Leng of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook um, and we are here to chew the fat about the final day of this uh, interesting, shall we say, Cheltenham Festival. Now, just to kick the show off, um, uh, we've got a uh, from Ian Davies, who's a, who's a regular listener to, to, to our show, and I do appreciate, in fact, I, I appreciate any comments coming through uh, or any questions. It, it does make the show, it makes, it makes the show interesting, um, and I think, you know, I say keeps us flowing. And Ian Davis comes up with a crap career in terms of, you know, our program, the British program book. Um, we've got, uh, we, we're struggling. Let, 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 let's be right. We struggled at this, at this meeting, the Irish have held the upper hand. And Ian Davis said, it's such a shame that there's no Panama cigar hurdle, four year old novices riding, rising five. Uh, the Embassy Premier Chase uh, for us all these novices intermediate or Philip Cohn's Saddle of Goldstein novices series anymore. Um, and I think the Saturday tradition of big national handicaps, the belittling of them, you know, oh, these are Cheltenham preps. And they're not Cheltenham preps. They're, 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 you know, but that's what pundits tend to talk about. And I think that's what weakens the calendar. It urges owners and trainers to target Cheltenham when, in fact, they should be targeting possibly other races throughout the season, John. What's your thoughts on that? Well, it's endemic throughout the jumps game, isn't it? You know, I mean, our season you've got, like, don't get me wrong, I think it's an excellent series, but, like, Lydia and Robes doing that Road to Cheltenham thing, you know, um, it, it's, it's just all about Cheltenham. And yeah. there has to be more to it than that. Otherwise, you haven't, you haven't got a, a season-long spot. I, th- I think I think like growing up um, and what, and enjoying racing the eighties and and seeing seeing the demise of, of many sort of big 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 races if you like. Um, I remember in, in these modern times, you know, you got you got nightmares against silver, but there's no races, you know. Yeah. Done yeah. Well, they're each other Well, I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but but. Did, did Henrietta and I cause some of this with, with British trainers, with best mate? You know, like, we, 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 you know, a lot of horses that keep running throughout a season, then all of a sudden Henrietta and I came along with best mate, managed to win three Gold Cups, um, and basically, um, what's well, the let's, word? Let's, ran, let's, ran the let's, horse, let's ran the horse very sharing. Trainers are thick enough to just ruin with that, aren't they? And, you know, they'll say somebody yeah. do that. And they'll think, oh, that must be the way. And it, it, it's like with hoods. Hoods are suddenly fashionable again. You know what I mean? They used to wear hoods in the 50s. Now, what good hoods do um, my jewelry's out on that? But they all want to stick a hood on now. You know? Yeah. They all, they all want a hood. You know, a few years ago, they were reaching for the cheap pieces. And, you know, they are. They just like thick shape, to be honest. You know, they'll see somebody have a winner with some gear on, and they have to do it. And they'll see somebody who plots up a programme for one, 
that appears successful and then they create a mirror. And yeah. not all arses are like that, you know what I mean? To me, best mates always looked at Fragile Bug. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, for me, it was quite light of bone, you know? Um, not the type of chaser that would take a lot of racing. And yeah. fair enough, I would say you haven't found that. When you look at some of these big raw chasing types, like Pumpkinhead hasn't played like that, you know? You, you want to be getting stuck in the and getting some seasoning on them, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, think that's, I think that's it, like you say, it's also for courses, isn't it? You know, I mean, if an horse is able to take take runs and, yeah. you know, then, then keep doing it. Um, and like you say, it's as if it's like a fad that's came that's come in where you're yeah. supposed to have, like, three 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 runs. Or two, two two runs, or maybe three runs before Cheltenham uh, yeah, during I mean, the season, and that's it. I mean, regular listeners will know I'm no fan of the screaming kilt, but one thing he does do, he runs his asses. You know, yeah. he, once once the fit, I mean, that's it. You know, that they start work then. You, you yeah. know, and most of them will run every three weeks, on average. I mean, rather than, I mean, we hear a lot about um, sort of race course schooling and, and, yeah. and oh, uh, we, we've, had, we've had Altior away today for a gallop. I think Nick, Nick Davis said once, well, you know, why, why, are they, why are they going away for a race course gallop? Why can't they actually run in a race? Does it really matter if, you know, like you said, if they're half cooked or whatever, at least, you know, Nicky comes out on the morning and says, look, you know, he's not ready, but, you know, we're hoping for a... And if he blows up three out, he blows up three out. I think the problem with that, Lee, is however well-intentioned that advice might be, say Hendo goes on the telly or the wireless, whatever, and says, Altio's 75% ready for this. Um, we're not expecting great things. Chances are we might even have to pull up toe out. When he goes and wins, Hendo's put everybody away, hasn't he? No matter yeah, how well intentioned his advice was. I can I can see that, but again, we're going back to 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 when I were a lad, um, yeah. and um, you know, like seeing seeing horses out regular throughout a national season was was, yeah. a, was a privilege. I mean, I mean, we we used, we I mean, I, I accept that the game's a tough game tough on the tendons it's, it's tough in terms of you know keeping them sound because it is such a tough sport as in you know you, you're going to you're going to get horses feeling niggles and, uh, and what like but you know Aaron, I mean com- com- compare you two multiple Grand National winners you've got Red Run and you've got Tiger Roll yeah so Tiger Roll is in bubble wrap three quarters of the year Comes out for that yeah. choppy hurdle race, the cross country at Cheltenham, and then the Nash. Yeah. It wasn't uncommon for Red Run in the like the autumn of a season to camp out in race car stables and run three days after running a three mile chase. And we've got yeah. Carlisle and then up to Perth. You know? Um I mean Say what you like about Ginger McCabe, he, he didn't get stuck into him. You, you know, that, that arse worked. You, you know, um, and 
McCain in his later years talked about just ticking him over. Well, now I'm sorry, that, that arse had some serious work, especially in the autumns when, it, when the season started because he was turned out all summer. And if he hadn't, they'd never have got the fat off him on the beach. Yeah. You know? It's interesting to hear. I mean, like you said, different different training techniques and and patterns over time. Um, but I, I do I do I do fear I do fear for the Cheltenham Festival. Um, I think most judges uh, are cottoning on to the fact now that that you can't really beat the Irish at the moment. And whether that's down to medication or whether that's down to just sheer uh, standard of of force in terms of. Um, I mean, we've accept, we've already accepted on some of these debriefs that, that they have the best stock. Yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm not never disputed that. Um, you know, Whatever it's down to, our trainers are trying to piddle into a fast ten, aren't they? Well, they've absolutely no chance. And that can't. I mean, it's all right. The Irish turn saying, "Well, it was different when you you know you were dominating back in 1945." You know, I mean, but you know, I mean, let 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 let's face facts. Since 2016, like it's really took hold where Ireland are expected to get a minimum of 15 uh, winners at a festival. They've been getting 17, 19, uh, and now they've broke records and and basically 23. 23. 23 I thought they played the rugby a day early. <laughs> it's like Ireland versus Italy. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean it's, it's... Now, that, that's not good. I mean, because I mean that finishes the preview night gravy train for media. I mean, what's what's like Matt Chapman going to do and, and all idiots on on Media Express? You know, I mean, what, how do you sell it? You know, is is it is it an Irish gypsy fair on the Cotswolds every every March, or is it is it is it you know genuine competitive sport between well, I mean, between all trainers until it's on top of land? you until the festival's on top of you. You run to the mill pundits who do these preview nights, you Matt Chapman's et al. They can't tell you anything about your potential handicap winners at Cheltenham. Not until no, they get stuck into the boat the night before. So, yeah, all your preview nights are going to consist of is, for example, this year it'd have been, oh, we've got Envoy Allen, we've got uh, Monkfish, we've got this, <laughs> you know, and we've got Flau, you know. <laughs> tell us what we don't know, you know, and there's your tenant for me ticket. You know, thank God I've only had a black currant and water, otherwise it's an expensive night. Yeah. To hear the bleeding obvious. I think whatever's happened this year, um, like, I mean, like I said, it's up to debate. And, you know, I've, uh, you've heard my thoughts, you don't really need to hear them again if you've heard the first, first, first three shows. Um, but, as I said, whatever the reasons, uh, it's a problem. And... I, I cannot see next year's festival. I mean, even if crowds are back, um, I, I cannot see next year's festival um, like getting the, the momentum it had before. This, this year's has been an absolute disappointment. It's a, it, I think it's a disaster for the sport because the, the British just aren't competitive. Now, some Irish listeners will say, well, that's just sour grapes. That's just, you know, if you had 25 winners, would you be would you be that bothered? Yes, I would, because I want to I want to see competitive sport. It's what makes it what, you know, no one wants to see 
like a football team turning up winning six nil or, or a, you know, it's just he, he has no interest. You know, like unless you're backing Irish runners, he has. It's a waste of time. Pretty well, I mean, the, the fast days being a factor as well, Lee. Sorry, say that again, John. Do you think the fourth day has been a factor as well? You know, like, Envoy Allen would have rather had to go Arthur against Monkfish, wouldn't he? Uh, you know? I, I, uh, I, think, I, think, I think it dilutes it. I mean, another thing, like I said, there's no wonder bookmakers are just shortening everything because it certainly made it a more favourite-friendly meeting because, obviously, yeah. you, you've, got, you've got, like, decisions... Decisions now have to be made. You can have multiple entries and just think, right? Well, we'll we'll see which it's going to be potentially softest target. When in in the three day meeting with less choice, you 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 basically you knew where you were going. You were up in there yeah. That's it. Yeah, you were up in there. Had a had a niggle or a, a restrain or wasn't quite right, and that's it. That, and and that's why you dilute the competitive nature of it. And it, as I said. I'm, I, I never have much sympathy for bookmakers, but on this occasion, you know, I mean, it must, in a way, it must be a tough week because basically, if you're doing your card for the fourth day, you know, if you haven't worked it out after three days, you need to be betting on another sport. I mean, so you go on fourth day and you just put a red line through every single English, English and Scottish and Welsh trained runner uh, at Cheltenham to the, you know, if, if you just put a line through them. I mean, what's that taking out in percentage terms? It's taking a fair, fair, you know, fair whack out. I mean, so as a bookmaker, you're not, you're not going to lay those horses. Be interesting to see how many lumpy bets there were on English horses at this festival, wouldn't it? Well, you know, first I mean, day they might be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but, I, I mean, you, you lumpy punters cotton on pretty quick, don't they, you know? And yeah, I think by the time you got to Wednesday. You know, you'd be thinking, well, we're playing against a Mac Decker, and then Thursday, you, you, you know, you, you probably just shouldn't even be backing anything of ours. For sure. Um, right, we'll go, on to the, we'll go on to the races now, uh, today, how we saw it. Um, the Triumphurdle, John, uh, the first race of the day. Uh, what was your thoughts on well, the Triumphurdle? Case in point, this race, I mean, Eight runners in the triumph, for Christ's sake, you know. Um, depressing, really. Um, as it was, I don't I don't think they went the type of gallop that would suit the favourite. Um, I think he could have done with a more even pace. Blackmar again, absolutely perfect. Perfect position. She yeah. Was, she was never going to lose, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think coming out of the race, I'd be inclined to give that favourite another chance because I, I, don't oh, think was, I don't think it was well inconvenienced by the lack of pace. It was doing plenty in the jockey's hands, and uh, I, I, he, he, he cannot be far length behind Quilixios for me. No, he was for for me. Jack was completely outridden by. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Blackmore this week and, and I think that summed it up there you know I mean to basically get sort of half hampered by the pacemaker dropping back on the bend and, and causing you know a little bit of squeezing up and that's how slow they'd gone you know the, the Sean Curran horse was still like you know disputing turning for home so I haven't seen the sectionals yet obviously but 
basically looked to slowly run a fair, which wouldn't have suited Quilixios either, to be fair. He, he, he would have wanted a probably a more sound gallop to, to show his very best, like most of them in, in there would. But um, like you said, the favourite for me did plenty in the early stages, pulled, pulled uh, noticeably hard. I don't, I don't think Jack factory, Kennedy yeah. covered himself in glory. It was... I don't think Jack Kennedy covered himself in glory. I think Zanahir is still a very, very top-class uh, two-mile hurdler. And I think we'll probably see that uh, probably punch... I would imagine they'll have it out at Punchestown. And um, mm-hmm. we'll probably see the true Zanahir uh, back at home. Um, the 155, um, I believe you backed the winner here, Belfast Banter. I did believe it on that. Um, I, I backed three... Irish rags, basically. Um, and I like Peter Fay's comments about this one that the the pace and the ground would suit. And uh, I also like the price of money, so I only sell a 42 on Betfair. And uh, yeah. I was lucky enough to collect. Um, fans of the Ginger Hitler will be very upset as well because he was on the runner up for Tate Moussa, who I thought ran a blinding pace. <laughs> This is this this is uh, fantastic. Under, under 11 fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, oh, oh. The, the combination of the fast between us. Good. Well, I, what I want to talk about in the race was our old friend, the bar steward's treble. Uh, Max, Drop the anchor. Uh, Drop the anchor. What a race that ran. Never looked happy on the ground at any point. No. Never, it was it, way too quick for it. Um, stayed on really, really well. This horse is going to be a serious, serious horse. Um, I, I think this horse, we might see this in graded company in time. Um, two miles is dead. I mean, I said even when it won at Leopardstown, two, two miles is on the short side. So, so, so basically two miles on a quick surface was never really going to suit it. And the way this kept on, uh, I, I, was, I was like all over it. I'm thinking, geez, I can't wait for this all to turn up at a spring festival. Um, if they do, like, go to punch down a bit of juice, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But do you say that there's going to be no offences next year, Lee? I'm not sure. I just love the horse's attitude. I'm just, I'm just like saying, right, this horse wants it. He absolutely loves to race. It wants to race. Um, I don't think it's one JPL. Yeah, I don't think it's one JPL mess with. I think he'll look for a. I, I honestly think this can make the step up. You know, like like it, what it wants further than two mile. It's no good at two mile. It couldn't even get three miles. You know, I mean, two and a half be no problem. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm back in that pedigree. That's, that's a good influence for stamina. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this horse really has, has showed me. Obviously, we were so confident when it when it when it did win at Leopardstown, and um, I mean, this this has got some stamina and pedigree. You know, I mean, it's it's related to Mister Shantu that won over three miles. Uh, Henrietta Bell won over three miles in the siblings. So there's no reason why this horse can't improve into a, a graded class animal uh, up in trip. I'm just I'm just excited to see where he goes. He, he's what put it in all in your trackers because drop the anchor is a horse that wants to win. He, that, this horse wants to race and wants to win, and that, that's half the battle. 
So that's my take from that. We move on to the Albert Bartlett. And if there was crowds, uh, I presume most people would boo this. Um, the good the, uh, the Gavin Crom- Yeah, the, the, the Gavin Crom- Cromwell, um, you know, uh, uh, medication. was all over this winner, so... Oh, uh, yeah. But, I mean, nice, I mean, he possibly had the run of the race. Um, you know, it possibly wasn't the quickest run race um, ever. Um, and yeah, it's quick and clear, impressively one eleven lengths. Uh, fair play to connections. Um, <sighs> nothing else to say, really. Uh, I don't know what I think on it, but I'm not going to bore everyone uh, episode after episode. Any extras to add on that? I, 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 I was still interested in N'Golo, actually. I thought, well, I was really surprised where they lined up with him in the front rank. And uh, I thought he was always doing so much. And I think, given a different set of circumstances, different rides, I think he can get three mile and uh, he's not one to give up on. Yeah. The uh, the best of the British in that were fifth, uh, Philippe of Fergal O'Brien, beaten 15 lengths. Um, sorry, Fergal. You'll have to wait a, a while for your Cheltenham Festival winner. Um, <laughs> uh, well, for years. Yeah, we've gone to the Gold Cup, another Irish one, two, three, John. Any any view here? Uh, I was a little bit devastated that Rachel didn't manage to get a float out to the front. Uh, that was me, second leg of me, big each way lucky system. Oh, yeah. Um, one of them things, Minella Indo, I pretty much wrote it off after the last run. I thought, well, he's not as good as the thought, and then... I thought Champ technically outstayed him in the Sun Lions. So I, I, I kind of put a line through him, to be honest. And I, I was probably a bit uh, premature in doing that because he's, he's run a lovely race and won well, really. Yeah. Um, I, didn't think, I, I didn't think the dead inside or album photo that no one can relate to and... and you know, because we see him as often as Lord Lucan, um, and you know, I think he was he he was sticky. His fences didn't quite jump, but the, I mean, the thing for me here is that Frodon jumped absolutely fantastically out in front. Right, was beaten beaten thirty five lengths. Um, I mean, that's a King George winner right there, uh, thirty five lengths. So there you go. Um, so, so no more on that bit. Uh, RE Champ that was pulled up early. Um, I still say this about him. It might not have been his form today, but I tell you what shocked me last time. This horse was two lengths behind Sir Royal uh, at Newbury in the in the game spirit. Right. The difference was for me. I thought I thought he was a better jumper and a different horse when he was allowed his head to go yeah. in front. I, I just wonder if I'm not look I know it's like daft criticism it's horse that's won nine races held up but he just seemed happy at Newbury he seemed a happy horse it was a great reappearance and then today they go back to type which was riding him in the rear where 
he's he's always had jumping problems. And what did he do? You know, like first couple of fences, it looked like he'd never seen a fence. Yeah. So you know, if that if that was mine, next, I know it sounds ridiculous, but if that were mine, next next season, I'd be looking at the early two mile races and and going from the front and starting from scratch and seeing where we are. As yeah, in, but you, you know, you, you, you'd also be taking it off Nicky as well, though, wouldn't you? Because you just wouldn't get around really, would you? No, no, no. But, but I don't know. <laughs> we've got, we'd probably have some really good gin discussions, but you know, I mean, we gin connoisseurs, the pair. Well, 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 the thing. I mean, I mean, uh, Nicky has started his gin selection before they've completed the circuit in the Gold Cup this year, won't he? Yeah. But for those of you that say champ can't jump. I know, but for, I, just that I've, I've seen it on Twitter today. People said Champ cannot jump, right? All right. Well, what's what's the game spirit bike? Jumps out. Yeah. What what watch the game spirit bike and tell me that Champ can't jump? Oh, he can. There's something. I'd, maybe you just don't like me now. Look, maybe they'll try something different. I don't know, but he just didn't seem happy after 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 one or two today, and maybe. That was him sulking, saying, well, I enjoyed the art from last time and now you've stuck me out back again. I See, I, I often put, you, put yourself in the position of the horse and I think if you're running in a bunch, right tight on the rail at the back with fences coming up and you don't get my clear view of them, I don't think there's anywhere worse you can sit, to be honest. I wouldn't well, like it. You've got your art... As a horse, you've got to have your eyes on two things. What the horse in front's doing, otherwise yeah. you're going to run into the back of them or whatever, and your own stride. Now, every <coughs> horse just enjoyed it, Newbury, just being able to just concentrate on, yeah. on his stride and, and when, to, mm. when to take off. And I said, you know, not, not, it's like Mark Johnson. Everything he trains is from the front, and it's like there'll be some horses trained by Mark Johnson that probably need holding up, but mm. he'll never know because he just, it, it's blast off. So... That's it. That's that's what you it can, is. You can anyway. just go fence to fence with champ, couldn't you? And, you know, I mean, sorry, driving might crisp. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're going to Hunter's chase where none of us have got a clue on on on. Uh, no, but British racing's in trouble. Send for the Alhampton Massive, Will Biddick. Well, it's like like what I'd say to anyone giving me grief. French import only had only only had the two runs, uh, you know. French import, <laughs> you know. Paul Paul Bay got from France, ran a good race, second to Samati Gal at Wincanton. But you know, well, it's, the, I don't. The I'm, not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The fox hunters is turning into one of them races now. Where. A lot of fancy dorses running inexplicably badly and something comes up out the ground out of nowhere and wins it. You know, yeah. I, I, I kind of long for the days of Eliogity and Spartan Missile where you could just have your pretty quid at two to one and go and have a drink while it was on, you know. Spartan Missile. Ooh, them were the days. Um, the word, it was easy. Flash in the past there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Billaway would have been a signal for most punters. Obviously, the you know everyone following the Irish, Billaway is there jumping the last with some you know Will Biddick train Lorcan Williams. You know, like I'm thinking, well, we've we've got this, we've got this. The juice will kick in. No, 
you know, it was pain. Punter's pain. And, and I, I felt the pain. I lost a few quid on that. I, I'll confess, I had Billy Way in running. I kept topping up and uh, I had the pain. The well, rod of win, pain. Right? Yeah. Um, we move on to the Mayor's Chase. Uh, another tight finish. Battle of the Irish all, all the way to the line. John, did you have a bet in this? Or I, I had Billy Mayne, the, uh, in the infamous Lucky 15, at 2-1. And uh, to be honest with you, I never thought at any stage we were going to get past Corey So I, I, I didn't really get very excited uh, at all. Um, no, I thought... I thought uh, I, I mean, 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 whilst while she's a lovely grey and stuff, I, I, she, she's never took my eye in terms. She's never been the biggest, and like, you know, I've never, never been that taken by her. Um, but as I said, I thought she got a little bit out fought today by Cole Reaver. I thought yes. she knew after the last that, that Cole Reaver was going to fight and fight harder than she was going to fight. So, fair play. Fair play, but again dominated by the Irish. We move on to the final race, thank God. The Martin Pipe conditional handicap hurdle. Uh, more pain for me as I back the Gavin Cromwell Dukes bar and uh, that I've got brought down at the first. So more, more cheers for listeners there. I think I it would have won, but it was going last. as well as anything at the time. <laughs> exactly. Um, there was enough in there to 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 win by ten. But anyway, uh, I just I tell you what in the finish, John, I really did feel for Dan Skelton because yeah. I, 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 that's the one I want. Even though it, even though they were very evil at Market Raisin, and what mm. Bridget did at Market Raisin was worthy of a forty day ban. Um, I still on what's gone off this week. I was still I was cheering Langer down on as a neutral. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, come on. Over all this, come on, get a, get a win on the board for Skelton. You, you, you know, yeah. and and uh, no, it kept rolling. Did the uh, did the uh, uh, the Irish horse, which was uh, disappointing. Um, I did want Langadan to win that. Did you have a bet in that? I bet I bet Dallas did pick on the fifth at uh, ninety nine to one. Did you did you get paid on the places? I didn't back place. I'm just. I bet it win. <laughs> Oof. Look at that! That's confidence here from from our from our inform inform. By the way, John, like he's done better Green. than me this week. I'll tell you. Um, but yeah, that's wrapping up wrapping up Cheltenham. Um, as I said, I'm, I'm not going to drone on about Cheltenham now. Made my point. Well, the good John. thing is the uh, the flat season and everything that goes with it comes in on the tail of the last horse in the mountain pipe, doesn't it? Mm. For sure, um, for sure. And before we get on to our new Toxiter and Kempton uh, fancies for tomorrow, uh, I'd like to announce that there will be no Sunday sermon this week. A break for me and John. We've been busy this week, and I'm sure you've had enough of us, um, like me and John have had enough of each other. Um, <laughs> so we're back on Friday um, with a special Lincoln show. Um, which will preview uh, the uh, uh, the premier opening of the flat season. Me and John are very excited because we're, we're more flat men, if we're honest. 
Um, and following that, there'll be a Sunday sermon special two days after, where me and John will discuss the uh, our best uh, horses to follow for the coming flat season. That'll include Guineas Fancies, Derby Horses, you know, horses that we might expect to see in Cravens, Greenhams, whatever. But but me and John will be uh, be definitely uh, giving you some pointers, and that is a show not to miss. So that is some, a week on Sunday. Some very uh, very dark ones there, won't they? Yes, yeah. uh, a Sunday sermon flat preview special, which again you can't miss. These are specials, um, and so that's a week on Sunday for you to enjoy. Right, we move on to tomorrow's action because. I think you need some winners. Uh, well, I need some winners. I uh, don't know about um, about you, but I think tomorrow we can get there as well because I do like some of the races tomorrow. Um, so we're going to start off... We're going to do the TV races and we're going to start off with the 2.05 at Kempton, uh, which is on ITV4. Um, Dukarov is the 130 favourite for the Virgin Bet Novices Limited Handicap Chase. Any, any of you in this, John? Uh, the, the one I was inclined to give another chance to was Zoffy. Uh, made a juggling mistake last time I was at Johnny, I think it was about the seventh fence. It was going all right at yeah. the time. Um, unsurprisingly, a Becky up. Uh, Tom O'Brien takes over here. I expect this one not to make as many mistakes as it made for Decky at Johnny. Um, Prior to Donny, I thought it had a fairly upwardly mobile look about it. And uh, I, I, I think to small money, you can have a, have a bit on this to get back on track. Well, Decky off and Tom O'Brien on is certainly a... Yeah, I'll take that uh, as a positive. ...of interest. Yeah. Uh, what I would say as well, uh, to back up John's selection, is obviously the ground which will ride on the good side, could even be quick mm. going Kempton. Um, and Zoffy will certainly enjoy that. Um, I've no selection. Proper slay so yeah. Yeah. I, I'm happy to row him with John on, on, on his selection there. We move on to the 240 at Kempton. That's the Virgin Bet Silver Plate Handicap Hurdle. Um, leading the market at the moment is Knight Boat to Clyro at three to one, uh, trained by Samuel Drinkwater. John, did you have any any view in this race? Uh, I had a look at the race and I, I spotted my old mate son of Camas to say they've uh, abandoned the chasing experiment for the time being. Um, I mean, it looks like it's been an out-and-out failure over fences, but I mean, last time was awful place, and it had absolutely zero chance. I think uh, I mentioned to you, I said, why is he running that? Uh, it was about yeah. nine pounds wrong with everything. Um, yeah. Plus, this is the best ground in the race gone since his wind-up. Um, I'm definitely running out of patience with the horse, but I, I am curious to see how it gets on tomorrow. I, I honestly couldn't say if I'm going to back it or not, but I am interested in seeing how it gets on. Shall I, shall I tell you who would love... Uh, there's a listener called Michael Tom that follows us on Twitter. He will love right. one of the Sullivan Bloodstock horses. Former Willie Mullins, you know, the juice. Um, they've not done well. 
since since moving. Um, he will no. love one of these to win, just to shove just to shove it right up my crack pipe. Um, he'll give it me tomorrow if one of them wins. But right. uh, I've got, I've got a saving grace here, and I've got a, a, a fairly strong bet here in Nightbird to Clyro. The, the odds are getting constricted. It was nine or two putting on the tissue, three to one now. I think I'm looking at the odds. Kind of a bit boring, but I mean, this horse is just getting better and better. Left the day, the death camp of David Dennis. Um, the horses landed a hat trick. Uh, the six pounds rise for beating one of Dan Skelton's at Weatherby. Um, that was a good run. The pair were 19 lengths clear of a reliable yardstick in Mia Grace. She's a, she is a reliable yardstick. And I think six pounds is pretty lenient. And I think I think this horse can land the four time. I think he's in such such good form that uh, I think I think he can win. But as I said, price is key. It's getting skinny now. Three to one. I'm less enthusiastic than I was at nine to two, but it's worth bearing in mind. Um, we move on to the three fifteen, the Virgin Bet handicap chase. Falco Blitz is leading the market. I think around the three to one mark. Uh, Nicky Henderson not having the best of seasons, um, but he's got the favourite here. John, any views? I thought his horse ran a bit better this week, to be honest, on, like on average. You know, I mean, he ran plenty of horses with very little chance that ran all right, you know. And he might yeah. be over whatever he held him. Um, this particular race, um, the one that interested me, again, I don't know if I'm going to back it or not. It's early days, I've been concentrating on Cheltenham, and I, I haven't really got a price in my head at the minute. Um, Domaine Delisle. I don't think this is shaped too badly on what I think personally hasn't been suitable ground. The, the soft ground certainly exposed a wind infirmity. Now, hopefully, that's yeah. been corrected. And I, th- I think we might get an improved performance here. Um, but as I say, I haven't really done me sums and say what sort of price I want to be taking or anything and uh, probably be... around 14, 14 to 1 job yeah um, probably small stakes for me to be honest interesting runner uh, well it's a first time wind up good conditional booked in Kevin Brogan 5 for nothing off, off, off your back mm. um, yeah. you know I think I think that's a that's a real positive. Um, right. For me, um, Smarty Wild in this race um, has been given some dreadful rides by Decky Johnson this year. I would say this horse has been ridden awfully by Richard Johnson. Um, in fact, though, even when he beat Pistol Whipped, he, he, he didn't get a good ride. He didn't jump particularly well. He didn't get, get it fluent. It was exacerbated by the, the Warwick ride last time that Decky gave it, you know, held up last, you know, never never got in a rhythm, still, you know, got within the principle, only got beat six lengths. Mm-hmm. If Tom O'Brien gets this horse in a rhythm, it will make mincemeat of 136 against these. I mean, I, I don't think four, four, four to one for me is worth it. That's 20%. So we're saying one in five, is, is this horse going to get one in five right? Mm-hmm. Well, yes it will win more than one in five because if it gets it right more than one in five I mean I, I, I would say this is also a very, is, 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 a, is, a, is a very very good bet for the one 
I think there's mileage in it at 136. The way he beat Pistol Whip, I know Pistol Whip come there cruising, but he fought it off no problem. Um, I think that's decent form in the standard of this job. You like mm. Pistol Whip. And, yeah, yeah. And in the term... In, 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 the, in the contrast with these, I thought Smarty Wild was a was a was a pretty good bet. So I'm putting Smarty Wild up. John goes for the interesting uh, domain Dalil at prices. A good conditional wind up for John. Um, for eighteen to one, I've just seen now flash up for domain Dalil. <laughs> so even better, it, it it might drag John in. I think I think if the price if the price is right, come on, Leslie Crowder says, come on down. Um, right, we've moved to your top we've moved to your um, for our final preview bits for this, for, for this show um, this is Tree Trunk's track and if you want to know who Tree Trunk is go to John Joe's blog spot he's called Greg Trotman um, or he might have changed his surname now I'm on Facebook I, I don't he's know anymore he's turning Greg Allen isn't he now Greg Allen Greg Allen look, look for Greg Allen if you want to have interaction with Greg Allen abuse him as much as you can a complete idiot um, and um, your toxic is his local track so me and John go there to take him apart and the 150 is the Marston's Brewery Handicap Hurdle over two miles seven and a half furlongs current favourite is Theme Tune a progressive uh, handicap hurdle by Fame and Glory trained by John Joe O'Neill John have you any views in this? yeah I think um, Phlegmatic can get back to progressing now he's got some better ground to run on the Skellies have had some... Well, she's run nice races at the festival this week, I think. Um, <laughs> if some of them have gone for home, maybe half a mile earlier than the might have done. Um, Which one? Flagmatic, like, like 150 yeah. Foxes, is it declared? Well, sorry, 2.25, Wrong race, 1.50, first race. I, did, I didn't have anything in the first. Right. Well, I can take over here quick. Uh, Saint Delina, Saint Delina, uh, Charlie Longsden again. I mean, you know, I, I hate overnight rats. T- ten to one, this was um, eleven or two now. Um, Saint Delina, though, if I, if I make the case, uh, second to Mister Harp, you talked it to winning odds on favourite. Um, Mister Harp obviously has franked that form in no uncertain terms. She ran a blinder, went fourth to Imperial Alcazar in the big Warwick handicap hurdle, again behind Mr. Harper. It's a good effort. And so last time, John, one of, your, one of your angles here, one of your angles, held up at Ascot. Nothing yeah, got yeah. in it, but she yeah. did. She came from the back and finished third. And and she's only two pound higher. One, two, four is workable. Got a great conditional in Tom Buckley taking the five off. I think she's an each way steal. Um, what we like from the back um, of this place. It's okay. Over, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it, it's okay, but you'd like them to go pace. Um, but St. Delina is, a, I think, an each way field tomorrow at your toxic. Um, second race, John, and now you can go into your. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm pragmatic, can um, <laughs> uh, basically, you haven't got any table so I don't worry about I, I think he's still got a bit, bit of his slave in the 120s. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I think we're on the premises anyway, you know? Well, I mean, the skeleton yard this year have impressed me. I, like, I, I, really, I really wanted to have them, you know, to. to 
to get that festival winner. Um, so I, I was disappointed they didn't. Um, but I think with this horse, I think he's a bit on the day. Um, I, I'm not. I know what you mean about his mark. He can he can certainly win off that. Um, I've nothing better to add here, so I'm going to side with John on Flavomatic because I've, I've definitely nothing better here. My my ammunition uh, comes in the next two at your Toxeter, which we'll move on to. It's the three o'clock. It's the Burton Union and handicap hurdle. Dan Skelton again pops up here with the favourite three to one. John Wild about Oscar. Are we wild about Oscar? Uh, I'm not actually, um, because he's he's carried more than eleven stone once this year, and it's the one occasion he didn't win. Um, I'm thinking it might not be suited to weight carrying. Better off getting weight off better horses. Um, and I thought Gustavian, um, uh, he's been back late. He's been given this nice starting mark the last twice. Um, no reason yeah. to think he couldn't go well. Um, and the other one I was interested in was illegal model. I think it's been found in three mile a bit taxing. I think dropping yeah. back to two and a half is quite interesting. But I'm going to end up with 22. Okay, so um, uh, Gus Davian, I backed the last twice. Um, good after timing for me there. Um, but uh, yeah, so. I've been interested in Gustavian. I think he's a good horse. Um, I've got no problems with him winning off 135 either. I think he's competitive. Off that, can't put you off on that at all. But I'm going to say Wilder out Oscar gets an asterisk from me. Um, I I honestly think the I was so impressed by what by Wilder about Oscar what he did to the useful mare. Uh, the glancing queen uh, mm. Exeter um, he basically gave her the full the full mare's allowance the seven absolutely gassed her um, and I know that's a shorter trip than the glancing queen would like but basically while they're out Oscar destroyed her um, very impressive performance uh, the glancing queen ran with very much respect uh, in the mare's hurdle at Cheltenham this week finishing fifth in fact that was the best of the British uh, <laughs> runners in that and well as I said you know that's not to be shameful is it 11 lengths in the mayor's you know and this no, no, no. slammed it seven in terms yeah. of in a, in a utopsy and handicap hurdle yeah. Yeah. If, if you like a fav if you if you like a fav at three to one I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think no. it's solid um, um, I, th- I think he can defy one four six in this sort of level, he doesn't. He doesn't win off one four six at a Cheltenham Festival. He doesn't win off one four six in a in a Category One handicap. But he wins off one four six for me um, at this sort of level. So wild about Oscar, I felt was um, was very fair as a favourite at three to one. We move on to our final preview race of uh, Saturday, which is the four miles two furlong slog. The Marsons. Grand National, um, an absolute slog fest, usually in, in tacky ground, tacky drying up ground. John, any view on this? I think this will be run maybe on the best best ground it's been run on since Dobbs Dog was a pup, aren't it? Really, because most years it's just deep. Um, yeah. 
I, I had three against the field that I'm still so uh, kicking around in my head at the minute. Um, I think time to get up hasn't shown all his cards yet. The, the run the last day was a big improvement from the blatant knock-off previously. Um, I don't think £8 enough to stop progress. Definitely the frame, that one. Um, yeah. I thought Crossley Tender ran really well in the yard and he got a lovely, quiet, sneaky ride into the race. And uh, the, the trouble is, I mean, he might have left this race in the blood and feathers at Gosworth Park, you know, because that wasn't pretty at the end of us. 300 yards or so, you know. <laughs> no. Was a proper uh, booked out job, wasn't it? Um, and the other one I, I, I like, and I think it's probably been kept for this, was Captain Drake. I thought ran well in the Welsh National. And uh, I guess yeah. I can see that going well. Didn't Captain Drake run, run well in this last year? Yeah, it was uh, second in it last year to Trucker's Lodge. I, I thought it rang a bell. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine kept banging on about it last year to me in this race, and he said, "He said this is tailor made for Captain Drake." And obviously, he got he got well stuffed by Trucker's Lodge, but obviously, it ran it ran it ran a good second. Um, I mean, I, I mean that that's the thing. It, it, it's whatever shape you turn up in this, but I mean. I did like the Irish challenger screaming colours for obvious reasons. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, the, the Irish challenger, I mean, he, he put up a blinding effort and his best effort for me in the three and a half miler at Punchestown. Um, and I didn't really see any negatives there. I, I didn't think this was a, a world class renewal. I felt that the the level of the Irish form is certainly good enough to be there. I, th- I think he could even improve for a stamina second trip. He's been in good form all season, and he's off a handy weight. So I thought Screaming Colours would 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 have a shout in this job. So this this could be twenty five for Ireland then. <laughs> yeah, not carry, only have they like you could carry in this on. They've ravaged. Uh, and pillage Cheltenham, the Irish Gypsies, at the Cotswold Fair. They're now going to uh, the potteries and, and, to, and to tree trunk land to uh, to raid the Welsh National as well and take that mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Find anything at Wolverhampton tomorrow night? What? I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, talk about t- taking the lot. The hundred twenty thousand pound prize is sixty-seven and a half thousand of the winner. Anyway, so that's my man and John's selections. John, what would be your best then? Out of your, out of your, out of your TV selections, what would be your best? I'm sorry, I'm not going to give a best out of TV selections. I'm going to give a nap for Sunday. Ooh, um, this is uh, what we like. This is what we like. Sunday better special. I'm, yeah. We need a buzz. This horse has depressed me an enormous amount this week. Because it was to have been the back to lay of a lifetime in the Albert Bartlett today. But uh, Mr. King has gone against my wishes and gone for an obvious hurdle at Chepstow, the 205. S. Perfecto. Now, this ran the handicap hurdle at Newbury a few weeks back. Um, and honest to God, if Alan Wicker travelled like this did, he would have got a shag in every country he visited. 
It's <laughs> the the travelling machine, honestly. It, it, it'll be a massive eye catcher in the race. It just moves beautiful. Um, by my reckoning, it, it, it should have been about 12 to 1 for the Albert Bartlett. It was 100 to 1 anti post. I was sorely tempted to step in. I'm glad I didn't. Um, but I mean, for me, this was going to go sub 20 anyway. It was going to be 80 points for nothing. Um, obviously, in back in novice company on Sunday it's not going to be any kind of price that it was for that but anything above five to two this would be a very very strong bet for me against this company at two mile three because I think this will put this to bed about three out and no mistake lovely a banker a banker for John I'm loving it a banker absolute banker loving it so John's giving his banker there for the weekend, that's the one that just yeah, that that that's the one that gets gets the takeaway in Sunday night. The the big full <laughs> bit, easy money for John there. S perfecta two or five chips there on Sunday. My nap uh, that I'm uh, so John's gone for a nap. So my banker's going to be smarty wild. I think the four to one is massive. Um, I think he beats these on his head. It, as long I love the jockey switch to Tom O'Brien. Tom O'Brien's a far better horseman these days. Um, and I, I just, if Smarty Wild gets in the rhythm, he'll be very difficult to beat round there where he's already won. Um, that's in the 3.15 at Kempton on Saturday. So I hope, I hope, I hope everyone enjoyed uh, our coverage at the festival this week. We speak our minds. Um, it might not be the mainstream media coverage. We, we get challenged. We, we'll get abuse, whatever. That's fine. We can take abuse. We're not bothered. Um, abuse is all you want. Um, we'll just talk about you and just slag you off um, but anyway but do, and get your questions in get anything you want to post to us any questions any views on the game we'll discuss it as always we'll be back on Friday next week no Sunday sermon we're back on Friday next week with the Lincolnshire we're looking forward to the flat season and then on, on a week on Sundays the Sunday sermon special covering the remainder of the early flat season where me and John will be giving our horses to follow for the, for the guineas of the derby. You, it's the place It's the place to be. You need to listen to us because we know what we're doing and uh, we're going to give you some exciting stuff to follow for the flat season ahead. So that's us covering off Cheltenham and uh, Saturday's racing. Me and John's enjoyed it. Hope you have too. Bye for now. Fantastic.